Hi, you are now listening to a sermon from Harvest Community Church in Hoffman Estates, Illinois. Today you will hear a sermon from Pastor Dave Lee, so without further ado, here he is. Hey, if you haven't done so already, um, I'm going to ask, you'll, you'll find the little rolls of, um, of uh, name tags, big hello there, and make sure that you write your name, and I'm going to ask you to do me a favor, okay? I know people... Um, they write name tags, and they put it all over the place. I'm going to ask you if you would, just put it right on your chest, if you can. Because if you put it somewhere cool, other people have to strain to see what your name is. And it's really helpful to just have a first name handy. The other thing I'm going to just give you a heads up about is if you're at a table that has a lot of people, that can also be as difficult as being at a table with too few. And so if you have a lot of people, you might want at the time where we connect to split that group in half and just try to focus more on meeting, you know, with four or five rather than eight, because that could take a lot of time and overwhelm some people, okay? I want to start, I I have a very short message, and I'm going to hand over most of the time for you guys to connect with each other. And I want to start this morning with a story um, of an experience I had when I was a a freshman at U of I. That's University of Illinois, for those of you who didn't have the privilege of going to that school, um, University of Illinois in Champaign-Urbana. And um, there was a girl freshman year who lived, th- I lived at a dormitory, it was a guy's dorm and a girl's dorm connected by a, an adjoining facility. And there was a girl from that dorm who every time we're walking to and from the quad, I, it seems like I was passing her all the time, and she was eyeballing me. Not in the good way, like, ooh, you know, but like, just always looking at me like this. Like I had something on my face or I was, I, my, my being alive troubled her, offended her. I don't know. But it wasn't like a friendly face, at least so I thought. And so I eyeballed her back. I'm like, <laughs> all right, whatever. And we did this back and forth for like a few weeks. And then we, I went to this event at the church and she was there. And so I just felt like, so I said, you know, look, we live in the same dorm complex. You're always eyeballing me what are you doing? And she said, no, I'm not eyeballing you. It's just that I'd heard some stuff about you, and I was trying to figure out if you're the person that everyone's talking about, like if that's the same guy, because then we have a lot of mutual friends. I was wondering if I should say hi to you to get to know you. And so it wasn't so bad. I mean, I I really was surprised. And so we sat at the same table. We started talking. Nothing, please don't misunderstand me, nothing romantic ever happened, but she became one of my closest friends during my years at college like a sister, a real confidant, somebody who I trusted with my heart and really just became, surprisingly, one of the most important people in my life during my college years. She gave me incredible advice. She supported me. And so the thing, the thing about it is I'm sharing that story because you, you sometimes never know when the most random encounter will lead to an important relationship in your life. I think since that time, my life has been marked by such things where you, you, you sit down and you think, all right, I don't know what this is, but I'm probably going to say hi, meet these people, and it, they're not going to be a part of my life. But the thing is, you don't know that for sure. I'm looking at someone right now who thought she was just going to pass through this church and ended up staying for a really long time and being on the staff, and God far exceeded any expectation she had of what this church would be in her life. And so I'm giving that to you now because when we do these Connection Sundays, I think there's one way of looking at it is 
all right, here are some people. We're going to get to know a little sliver about each other, and that might be the end of it. I might not have a conversation with them for another year. But if you pay attention, if you engage, God may really surprise you with what those little conversations spark off. And it may be that today you'll have a connection with somebody that you'll actually walk with for a very long time, and they'll become very important in your life. And every person who has meant something to you was once a stranger, weren't they? Somebody you never thought. I mean, I'm, I'm just looking at Bob now and thinking, you used to come with Mia just as a visitor, and I never knew that our lives would connect this way. I'm looking at Chris, and he, he was a leader of my small group Bible study at U of I. Um, a very difficult experience we had together, uphill climb with this, this group. But I never knew, because we had like, like maybe how many years after college, and we just didn't have any contact. And then I never knew that our lives would be so intertwined in this way. I really think that we're going to grow old and die together, man. Like, really, I just feel like we're going to see each other grow old and bury each other. And, <laughs> and, and just, you don't know what God will do with the relationships in your life. So I, I'm, I'm saying this to really say, never presume on anything. But wherever you are, be fully there. I've been reading Romans chapter 12 lately, over and over and over and over. And I'm realizing it's actually a manifesto on Christian community. It's this very condensed presentation by Paul of practical guidance for how Christian community gets built. And in verse 9 of Romans 12, he makes this one little statement that I'm just going to expound on for a a couple minutes, and then I'll release you to, to connect with each other. He says, love must be sincere. Love must be sincere. And I... You know, I'm sure we could bloat that into a 45-minute message, but I think I could just say it simply this way. The word sincere there translates a Greek word that literally means unhypocritical, right? Unhypocritical. In fact, it's the, the, the word Greek word from which we get the English word hypocrite, right? So what he's saying is real love, the kind of love that builds Christian community, must be unhypocritical love. And what's interesting, if you study a little further, is that the word hypocrite in in Greek means actor. Like Tom Cruise or, you know, Robert De Niro, actors. But in the old days, they didn't have film and special effects and all that. What they would do is they would have people wear masks. and, And for a while, when they're acting, they hide behind the mask and assume a different identity. What you're getting is not the real person. You're getting a performance something that looks like the real thing, but is in fact a pretend thing. And, and what Paul, I believe, is trying to say to us is when we engage in things that are love, that, that represent love, commitments, connections, there are two ways to go about it. One is to keep your fences very high and hide behind the usual defense mechanisms. Find that little safe story that you could tell that kind of lets people know you're alive, but they're not going to inquire much further. And I know these are not comfortable settings for a lot of people who are introverted, but that's, the, that's a typical response many people have is, I, I'm going to keep my guard up, and I'm just going to go through the motions, and I'll endure this. But what Paul's encouraging, I think, is whenever you're in community, take a risk. Engage fully with what you're doing. Don't let the thing you're doing be a performance But let something real come out of you, and you may be very surprised what God does with that. 
Now, remember um, a couple sermons ago, I, one of the things I said was, what kind of person are you when you come to a gathering like this? Is your first aim to try to be interesting or to take an active interest in somebody else? In other words, is your mind revolving on what am I going to share? What am I going to say? What's going to be safe enough but not too safe? And is it going to be all about what you're going to say? Or will you begin with this goal of there are people at this table that I really want to be interested in? I want to know because they're not background scenery. This is a person with a story. I want to know that story. And if I listen, if I really engage, I might be challenged, moved, con- convicted, inspired, I might feel that I'm able to help them in an area where they really need help, and they didn't know that until they met me this morning. And so if you really engage, you might be surprised at what God does at the table today. What I'm going to ask you to do at the tables today is not have a small group Bible study discussion around, you know, what did this passage mean? I don't want to, to dwell on that. What I want to do is give you a chance to actually connect with each other. That was always <clears throat> the original intent of this, was so that slowly this church of over 150 people would stop just being a sea of faces and would start to resolve into a clearer picture of real people, a few of whom I got to know a little better today. Okay? And so here's what, I'm not going to give you too much strict guidance. I'm going to leave it up to you. I'm going to free you up to share something. Now, the word share has become synonymous in our culture with say something. Um, sharing and saying are not, are not the same thing. Saying is making words and sounds come out of your mouth. Sharing is letting something real come out into the open. I'm not asking you to tell us about the besetting private sin, which, you know, I'm not asking you to, to pour out your whole life story, but I'm asking you to do this. Whatever you do share... Let something authentic come out of you. Take a small risk. It doesn't have to be a huge one, but it's got to be a risk where you trust the people at your table with something true about you that's important, that's meaningful. It could be an insight that you've learned the hard way in the last few months. It might just be basic biographical information, but throw in something that really gives a flavor of who you are. It might be something exciting God's doing in your life right now or a challenge you feel really weighed down by. But as you open your mouth, don't just say, hey, how about them bears? Are you guys excited about the game? Are you glad that the real refs are back? Please, please don't do something like that. I couldn't imagine a lamer way to sit at a table with people. I'm going to encourage you instead to, to dig in there and say, well, here's something real. Here's something about me. And I'm just going to show it. Remember show and tell in grade school? We're doing show and tell with our hearts today and trusting the people at the table to really listen. So that's the goal. When you're sharing, really share something worth sharing. You don't want to say, here are the crumbs at the bottom of my Fritos bag. I'm sharing my Fritos with you. Give a good one, a whole chip. Like, give something good. And then when you're listening, here's what I'm asking. Don't sit there and go, What am I going to (laughs) say? Don't think about yourself. When the person's sharing, I'm going to ask you to do this. Really listen to what they're saying. Because when you pay attention, sometimes while a person is talking, you hear God. You see something important there that you would have missed if you were not engaged. So it's 11.04 now. I'm going to give us until 11.40. So that's about 35 minutes. 
sit at the table and give each person a chance. And I'm going to ask, let no one person dominate the stage and tell us from when you're fertilized in your mother's womb. And, you know, we don't need to hear the whole thing. Just share one thing, one thing that helps the people at the table feel like you've shared something about yourself. Can we do that? All right, so if you guys could get some music going in the background, and I'm going to pray for us as we go into this time. God, we are asking you to help us overcome the barrier of awkwardness, discomfort, apprehension that is really roaring through some hearts right now. For some of us in our church, this is a very uncomfortable moment. And so, God, we ask for your soothing, calming presence to cover over every heart that is uneasy right now. And rather than overthinking this or making too much of it, help us to just be people in a growing family who are just trying to look at each other and listen to each other. Help us to share something worth sharing about ourselves and help us to really listen to one another's stories. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the sermon from Harvest Community Church. If you would like more information or have any questions or comments, check out our website at harvest-community.org. Thanks for listening.